to absorb your knowledge. There are mics at the front and at the back. And here we believe in sharing what the Lord has given us. We believe in sharing what, what the Lord is saying to us and revealing to us. So if there's something you would like to share that the Lord has given you, a scripture, and please, if it's a scripture, please provide where that scripture is. If it's a word that you're hearing, whether it's a phrase or just a single word. Prophetic word. Please feel free to approach one of the mics and to share with them. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work that the Lord has given you, because we know that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. So this morning I heard this word for Ecclesia. I heard, it's always fresh with Holy Spirit, forever creative, never replicated, listen and see. I heard this with Revelation 21.5, 
Behold, I am making all things new. things are passed away. All's become new. All things are passed away. Beyond all things are new. The old has been wiped away. All's become new. is the past. Past is the past. The past is the thinking about our good, good father and how he fights for us and how he makes all things new for us. The thing is, his timing is perfect and it's not always our timing. So that's the thing for me is God's timing is perfect. Exodus 23, 29 says, I will not drive them out before you in a single year that the land may not become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. I will drive them out before you little by little until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. Joshua 23, 5 says, The Lord your God, he will thrust them out from before you and drive them from before you, and you will possess their land just as the Lord your God promised you. There was another part there. Oh, 23.3, and you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you, for the Lord your God is he who has been fighting for you.
Jesus, your love is hard with me. Jesus, your love, my heart is leaving. Come outside. Come. Let's journey together. Let's explore together. I want to show you things. I want to show you things about yourself you did not know. Come outside with me. I want to reveal some things about me you're unaware of. Come outside. Out from your safe place. It's not safe there. Let's go on a journey together. Let's explore together. I will show you amazing things. It's always fresh out here with me. God wants to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to his heirs. 
And he did that by telling us it is impossible for him to lie. And so we have this great hope as an anchor, firm and secure. Glory. That we, because of Christ, can enter the inner sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, behind the veil and the curtain. (laughs) Where there is no want, there is no lack. There is everything that the Father has freely given us. Our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf in advance. So he has become our high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So do not forget of whose we are and whose bloodline we belong to. This is from Psalms 24, 1 through 6. God claims the world is his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. He is the one who pushed back the oceans and let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth those who never deceive, those whose words are sure. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand, he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Mm. 
even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, so that I may take it again. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have an authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. The commandment I received, this commandment I received from my Father. Amen. Amen. Glory. Amen. Anybody else have something? Deuteronomy 7, 7 says, The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any of the peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousandth generation with those who love him and keep his commandments. Yes, Lord. Amen. God gave me this verse on the day that I was born again. January 10th, 1993. And he reminds me of it. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear. We'll trust in the Lord. Amen. God's love for us is so great. It just overwhelms me sometimes, most of the time. This is from Ephesians 4, 17 through 21. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude and astonishing love of Christ that all its dimen- in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request 
your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination, he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Amen. Glory be to God. Anybody excited about the word that the Lord's speaking to us this morning? Huh? It's awesome. All right, now we're going to go out front and we have an aerobics class we're going to do for a little bit. Then we'll come back in. That's just a little double anointing going on. Be loud. <laughs> Be loud, yeah. Anybody else have anything? So just like visiting with one another and the Lord at the same time. Just did you have something? This, I think, ties in very closely with the theme that the Lord is speaking through many this morning. Um, and I need to give you an update on some practical things happening around us governmentally. Um, many of us prayed for and voted for and tried to help Colleen Huff, who ran for mayor. And... Um, we, we see how uh, all the things come into play, and it, it's so hard. And so there, was, um, there were some very questionable circumstances, and so there were lawsuits being filed and uh, attempt to issue a temporary restraining order uh, on the ballots being printed, and... Uh, Finally, this, well, yesterday I got word that uh, she just had to drop it. And in the meantime, both of her parents died. And so the funeral for her dad was Friday. And so she's grieving. And so uh, if ever we saw an example of how we need to pray for our brothers and sisters who have the courage to step up to serve, um, here was an amazing example. And this morning I saw her post on Facebook. She was encouraged and excited and sharing that she and her husband were part of a, a ministry in their fellowship. And uh, so she's, you know, she's pushing right on through and trusting the Lord and walking with the Lord in a difficult circumstance. Um, so at the same time, uh, we have the filing period open for the uh, positions that will be on the ballot in August and November. And so much of this gets so complex and so in the weeds that average people don't realize what all's going on. But many of us have been praying for all the right people to step up to seek the right offices. And so we have that opening until... March the 29th, and, you know, we continue to pray, but uh, one of the things that happened, we've all heard about how um, questionable some of the initiatives have been that have been brought forth in the county, and these things we hear of people trying to say that you have to show your vaccine passport are 
we're, am I standing in the wrong place? Is this okay? Okay. Um, or you, or you, we may open detention camps and we may do like we see the videos in Australia and other places that uh, if you don't have your papers, um, somebody's going to imprison you. And so uh, just crazy stuff that we wouldn't have thought ever could be ever even proposed in America. And so we're seriously praying for the right people to run for the county offices, and a few have stepped up, but we're praying for more. And then in the middle of that, uh, there was um, a last-minute decision, and again, I don't want to take your time getting too much in the weeds, but um, there were some deadlines that were supposed to have been done, but COVID gave the excuse for lots of things, and one of them was that they didn't abide by the statutory deadlines, the legal deadlines of when you have to announce where the lines are going to be drawn because of the movement of population. And so um, as of Friday, we know for sure that um, a, one friend who's in South Kansas City, not far from where I live, is going to have to run in the district that is part of like the old Northeast and um, you know, going along state line, a very liberal area uh, that typically votes, typically does not, hasn't in years and years voted for a Republican. And so this, yeah, county legislature, yeah. So, so lots of moving parts, lots of reason for, um, we don't all have to understand all the minutiae of it, but we do need to pray for the Lord to guide those who have the courage to step up and just pray for wisdom. Um, the, the human element, the world, the flesh, and the devil uh, are at play in all of this, and people only know what they know, and they don't know what they don't know, and everybody has to pray for wisdom. And uh, so I want to uh, pray and cry out to the Lord. So, Father, we do cry out to you for wisdom. Lord, none of us knows everything that you know, and you know all the poison pills that have been baked into some of these rules and regulations that we, we know are wrong, but we don't know why it's wrong, and we, we cry out to you for wisdom and guidance and clarity to know what each of us can do. And Lord, I ask you, I cry out to you for the wisdom of the battle, Lord, in our time. Father, we know, we know the words that, the, that Joseph's brothers spoke to him, that, that Joseph spoke to his brothers, that you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. And so we see your timing, and we see your wisdom, and we see your clarity. Father, you, you gave it to Mordecai to say to Esther, how do you know but what you've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this, a time of captivity? But Lord, you delivered your people from certain death and destruction. And Father, we cry out to you for deliverance and wisdom and healing. And Lord, that you'll give each of us the guidance we need uh, to know what we're to do today, this week, this month, this year. Lord, we, we trust you, and we love you, and we thank you for your wisdom in Yeshua's holy name.
Isaiah 33, 6, and he will be the stability of your times, a wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Well, I've been accused before of being a single-issue voter, and uh, that's a correct statement. And I want to speak this word out because I think it is practical wisdom and discernment in a time where um, there's a lot of gaslighting, there's a lot of uh, things being said, uh, representatives' truth and life that aren't. And um, we're told that in the Word to expect that. But my single issue that I line up with is John 10.10. I want to speak this out and I want to pray. John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life, Zoe life, and have it abundantly. Father, we just speak your discernment and wisdom over this process, this process that you've blessed us with, Father, for our elected representatives, Father. We just, uh, we just speak right now life, your abundant life, to this process. We, light and life, that any machinations, any evil schemes of the enemy uh, regarding um, manipulating uh, the process and processes will be exposed and are exposed right now in the name of Jesus. We speak truth to the, uh, to the system right now. Truth. And we speak boldness right now. We say boldness to those that are stepping forward. Boldness, clarity of mind, clarity of thought, discernment, wisdom, strategy, Father. We've already seen this, Father, and we just thank you for it. Uh, for those uh, courageous individuals that are stepping forward, that are hearing and seeing where you're uh, speaking. It's, it's, uh, if it's you, uh, Jesus, command that I come, and you're saying come. And we just speak life to that process. We speak life and resources, uh, full equipping right now. Uh, but uh, we also speak um, just um, a protection over that, over them, Father, over them and their families. Everyone speaking out protection, Father. Your word says that your favor surrounds them like a shield. So we speak favor uh, in all aspects of this, Father. Uh, for many and many that are that are answering, Father, we know that they this is a new uh, a new path, a new way, Father. And so we just look to you for our constant guide our constant provision, um, uh, our navigator, Father. Uh, and we say uh, uh, we, will, um, we will accompany those, Father, and support those that you have called into this uh, process, Father. Uh, and, and we say it uh, because your word says it. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Continuing to expose the imposters, the liars, the deceivers, that, Father, they're self-identifying and you're causing it to happen. Lord, then you're also speaking. I thank you for speaking to just normal citizens to rise up in this hour, to take back our government, to understand that we are the government. 
We bless you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst, Father. Thank you for the wisdom, revelation that you're releasing to us. The mind of Christ, that we have the mind of Christ together. We bless you, Father. We're thankful. Thank you, Lord, that we are privileged to partner with you in the earth to accomplish your will. Glory be to God. Anybody else? Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Matthew 12, 43, it says, Now when the unclean spirit comes out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, and does not find it. Mm -hmm. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it unoccupied, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings along with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself. And they come in and live there. And the last condition of that person becomes worse than the first. Mm -hmm. This is the way... It will also be with this evil generation. So, Father, this not only goes for our temple, but, Father, this also goes for the house of our government, Father. That when there's uncleanness there, this is what happens in our government. So, Father, I am thanking you right now that the houses of our governments are being cleaned out, Father, and that the spirit of the living God is replacing what was there, Father, that it will be filled with the spirit of God, Father that those that are put there, Father, will speak your truth. I thank you thank for you the Lord. blood thank that's you, coming Lord. through. I thank you for the tables being overturned. And Father, mm-hmm. I thank you that everything that is being occupied there is being swept out, is being cleaned out. And Father, that your presence will take place in every place, every form of our government, yes, local, Lord. state, yes, and federal. And Father, that your light will begin to shine through this nation, Father. Glory and I thank you God. for those that you're raising up, that they're coming out of hiding, that they were coming out of preparation, that they're coming out of training, Father. They're stepping out of boot camp and into the battlefield right now. So, Father, I thank you that they are following your will, that they're following your call, that they're heeding your call, Father, and they're stepping into the rightful position. And, Father, when you place someone in a position, it cannot be taken away from them, Father, because what you do is permanent. It's mm-hmm. not temporal. It's permanent. So, Father, I'm thanking you for all the movement that's happening right now. It may not look like it isn't what it looks like, but, Father, we thank you that it is what it is in Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 7. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not out of the flesh, but divinely powerful Amen. for the destruction Amen. of fortresses. Amen. For we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we are ready to punish all disobedience wherever, whenever your disobedience, whenever your disobedience is complete. You are looking at things as if they are outwardly If anyone is confident in himself that he is Christ, let him consider this again within himself, that just as he is Christ, so also are we. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? We can spend some time praying this morning. I don't have to preach for like the fourth week in a row. It's okay. (laughs) 
Yes, amen. Amen. No, it's really good. Is everybody hearing from the Lord this morning what he's communicating through everybody? Are you hearing that, kind of getting a thread? Maybe maybe it's just even one little thing that maybe the Lord is speaking to you personally with. Anybody else have something? The Holy Spirit speaking this to me and to everyone. 
hear this, all peoples. This is Psalm 49. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will disclose my dark saying on the heart. The word of God is so sure, so steady, such a rock. It brings everyone through. You have to stand on this word of God. It's the only thing that's a sure foundation for us. Amen to that. Amen to that. Awesome. So good. Psalms 3, or not Psalms, but Proverbs, I'm sorry. Uh, Proverbs 3, 13, and a couple verses down. Blessed is a person who finds wisdom and one who obtains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her produce better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Amen. Amen. Excellent. <clears throat> Acts chapter 5 um, just came to me while we were praying and declaring and reading some scripture. In Acts chapter 5 begins with Ananias and Sapphira. It's an amazing story, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> so the apostles really stepped out, didn't they? Jesus left. went to heaven, their Lord was crucified, buried, and rose again, and they certainly got out of the boat. They were exposed, they were bold, they walked in the power, anointing, and authority of Christ. And I was, th this, this chapter came to mind in context of everything that's been said and gone on and prayed and and I know you know we're in a spiritual war around the globe, not just in our country. It's a spiritual war. It's only really going to be one in the spirit, and then it'll be manifest in the natural. If we just try to fight all this in the natural, we're going to lose. We're going to end up losing. Um, so it's got to be fought in the spirit, in the power of the spirit. We need men and women in office all around filled with the spirit that can hear the voice of God, that are bold, that will say what they hear regardless of the outcome. And that's what these first apostles were like. They modeled Jesus because of the Holy Spirit in them. 
They didn't live and function just in their own learning, their own skill, their own understanding. And that's the kind of people we need, whether it's just a group, a small group, but we need that kind of people that won't go along with the uh, rest of the salmon going down, you know, downstream. But we'll stand boldly for the Lord and we'll declare the word of the Lord in every office from school board on up to the U.S. presidency. We need people like that first and foremost in the body of Christ. We don't have them. We have some. We have a few. But we need people that are going to be bold. That aren't going to be concerned about what happens to them. What's said about them. Without the fear of man. But only with the fear of God. Ananias shows up. And you guys know the story. So I'll just paraphrase some of this. And Peter says this, why has Satan filled your heart to lie? But I love this part too. You're not just lying to me. You're not just lying to the the American people. You're lying to the Holy Spirit. And immediately he dropped dead. That's a kind of judgment that is not spoken about in the body of Christ today. This happened New Testament. This is not Old Testament judgment. This is New Testament judgment. His opportunity to repent was very short. And he was judged, not by Peter, not by men, but by the Spirit of God. Bam. His wife comes in, you know the story, same thing. Bam. Immediate judgment. Here's what's fascinating also about this passage. The word ecclesia is not used in the book of Acts until this event. Because it says the whole church, it's really the whole ecclesia, was now in fear. And this is what's missing in the body of Christ because of a lack of understanding with ecclesia, and that's the judgment of God. Yep. Love everybody, doesn't matter. Now, I'm not saying that God is just a God of wrath and he's out there trying to whack people around. Because our enemies aren't flesh and blood. It's the spiritual enemy, Satan, that is motivating people. And see, when you're fighting against the wrong target, you're really doomed to lose. And we end up fighting against flesh and blood in humans and not going after what's the motivating that human. Exactly. Yes. 
Because notice what Peter said in verse 3. Why has Satan filled your heart? Why have you allowed this? In the same chapter, in verse 20, and this, was, this, is a, this is a passage the Lord spoke to me personally many years ago in prayer. Matter of fact, I'll just tell you what, how that happened just so you understand. I know several of you heard it. But in prayer, I heard uh, an address, 520. Um, and I was thinking immediately of this building because our, our building is a... Matter of fact, I just said 520, and I completely forgot our address again. Somebody tell me. 532. That's exactly what happened when the Lord spoke to me, 520. I forgot our address here. And so I, was re- I couldn't remember it. Um, and I was thinking, it was just impressed it was an address, and it was here. But I could not think of what our address, 532, was. All I can think of is 520. And so the Lord led me to this passage. You know, chapter and verse is an address an address and he led me to 520 and this this was his personal command to me go stand and speak to the people in the temple the whole message of this life there's no other passage that's like this passage it's not worded like this anywhere else in the bible and it says the whole message of this life not just parts of it the whole thing now when he says temple there's no temple now we are the temple and I, if you remember, too, back uh, when, you know, we had this lockdown stuff going on and churches were shut down and we didn't shut down, this was one of the passages the Lord said to me, reminded me of. I told you I want you to go to the temple and preach the whole message of this life. That's what he said. So it didn't matter if there was a virus or a so-called pandemic or bioweapon. And those of you that were here, I use that passage. This is what the Lord told me. So I'm coming here every Sunday and every Wednesday, and I'll live stream from here, because that was what the Lord said. I'm getting another message now. We have to know what he said to us, and then we have to do it, period. Period. Regardless. Who says what? Because government officials are not our leaders. They're our servants. We hire them, we pay them, and we can replace them in legal and fair elections. (laughs) So in this, go stand and speak to the people the whole message of this life. So what did they do when they heard it in verse 21? Upon hearing this, they entered the temple and did what God told them to do. It didn't matter if they were going to be arrested, beaten. They were doing what God told them to do. Remember, they're still in Jerusalem. This is like hot spot, man. This is ground zero for Christians. Now, when the high priest and his associates came, they called the council together. Even all the Senate (laughs) of the sons of Israel and sent orders to the prison house for them to be brought. But the officers came 
and did not find them in the prison. And they returned and reported back saying, we found the prison house locked quite securely and the guards standing at the doors. We had opened up and we found no one inside. I love it when people get baffled like this. <laughs> baffled. And when the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed, I bet they were, about them as to what would come of this. But someone came and reported to them, hey, the guys that were in prison, they're now in the temple teaching the people. You see, this is not man's creative ideas. This is men listening to God and doing what he said. That's it. This is not men trying to figure out their five-year and ten-year plan, all the ins and outs, what could happen, might happen, what they want happen. No, it's just, what did you say, God? Okay. You know what? That makes it so much better. Anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. Verse 26, the captain went along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence. They were afraid of the who? Are you hearing this? I don't think you're hearing this. Our enemies are afraid of us. The globalists, the ones that are wanting to take over this country, are afraid of the people. But not if we stay in our houses, not if we stay in our buildings. Not if we stay quiet and inactive. But notice where the people were. They weren't in their house. They were out there listening to the guys that just got out of prison. When they brought them, they stood before the council with the high priest questioned them, saying, we gave you strict orders. <laughs> yeah, so? Yeah, we gave you strict mandates. We gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in the name, in this name. I like that. They're so afraid they can't even say the name. And yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Well, you did that to yourself. We're not. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Look, they're, they're not just facing another prison sentence. They're facing death. Not just a shooting squad, painful death. We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he had put to death by hanging him on a cross. He is the one whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were cut to the quick and intended to kill him. A Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, who was Paul's tutor and teacher, gave orders to put the men outside for a short time, and he said to them, Men of Israel, 
take care. What you propose to do with these men. For some time ago, that guy, Theotis, whatever, however, rose up claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men joined up with him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. You know why? God wasn't in it. They had a good idea. They had boldness. They could put a group together, but God wasn't in it. And they came to nothing. After this, verse 37, a man, Judas of Galilee, rose up in the days of the census and drew away some people after him. He too perished, and all those who followed him were scattered. Because God wasn't in it. So in this present case, I say to you, stay away from these men. Don't you love it when the enemy even says this? Be careful. Something's different going on here. You better stay away from these guys. Even fools can have a streak of wisdom from time to time. Verse 38 again. So in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or action is of men, it'll be overthrown. No worries. It'll come to an end just like those last two. But if it is of God you are not going to be able to overthrow them. Or else you may be even found fighting against God. Father, may it be so in this hour, at this moment, in this year, this election year, in America and across the globe at this time. May believers rise up, ecclesias form all across in every state, every country. May the people of God become bold, equipped, anointed to take a stand for you. And may their enemies recognize something's going on here. You see, Satan already knows something's going on. That's why he's banded so many people to come up against. See, Satan doesn't create anything and he doesn't really start anything. What he does is he responds to what God's about to do. So when we see things happening in the natural like we're seeing now, this is in response to what God's about to do. Right? They tried to kill babies when Moses was born. Tried to kill babies when Jesus... They didn't try to kill... They killed babies when Moses was born. They killed babies when Jesus was born. Satan tries to kill the baby in the womb. And that's no pun intended either. To stop what God is doing. Because he gets wind of what God's doing and he tries to stop it. And when he can't stop it, he tries to pervert it and make a counterfeit to look, smell, and taste like what God's actually about to do. And we're there in our nation. That's what globalism is. It's a counterfeit, because we're going to end up in globalism. Because when Jesus comes back, it's going to be a one-world government. We are headed to a one-world government. It's just not the kind they think. But Satan is trying to make a one-world government as a counterfeit to what God's about going to do. 
and he, gets, try, he tries to get, and he is t- successful to a degree, to get people sucked up into this with ecumenicalism and all of this other garbage that's going on. I love Gam- Gamaliel's counsel here. Men, you better be careful with these guys. See, that's the kind of people, we, we don't need squishy, wishy, rhino-y, fake, chino. Chino is Christian in name only, too. Chinos. Rhinos, Republican in name only. We don't need those kinds of people anymore. They're not going to help. They're not going to help in this war that we're in. We have to stop voting for people that have an R next to their name just because they have an R next to their name. We have to vet people. We have to understand what they are, what they're doing, what they're saying. Look, you cannot, I heard a Republican do this, you cannot rationalize abortion in any way, period. It's murder, it will always be murder, and you cannot rationalize it away. This stuff infuriates me, by the way, if you can tell. We need the passion of God, not, met, not fleshly passion, but the passion of God, the anointing of God. So, Father, I pray, Lord God, that there be more men and women. Look, I want to tell you something. I was sitting in a senator's office a couple weeks ago, and I was telling him what, I was gonna, what I'm doing, not what I'm going to do, what I'm doing. And he said, you know what? We need more pastors like you. And then he stopped, and he said, we've had a lot of them. I said, I bet you have. And they turn out like the rest of these guys. Look, I'm all for getting pastors and Christians more involved. I mentioned this last Monday night to somebody, but so many of them are so, I don't even like this word, woke. We don't need those. We don't need them in the pulpit. We don't need them in the uh, behind, you know, in, in office, political office. We need them to, con- to to convert and to change and to repent, and get right back with the with the scripture and following the Lord. So, I just want you to know from my heart, I'm not for trying to get pastors in office just to get pastors in office because they need to be vetted too, and what they're preaching, what they've been preaching, what they've been teaching, who they really are. Because there's too many wolves in sheep's clothing. And if we're walking in discernment, we're going to be able to tell who they are. And there are a lot of them are self-identifying. Just let them talk for a minute. Bam. Give them a microphone for two seconds. And it's like, okay, I know. You know what they're about. You may not even mean it. But, but we have to be filled with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, not just in the flesh, not getting... In, in the, in, again, that's... I think the last few weeks is still giving advertisements for the message I've been wanting to talk about with, with the soul because there's too much soulish Christians and soulish pastors and people led so much by the soul and not by the spirit of God. Look, I'm too led by the soul. I want to be led more by the spirit of God in everything, not just a few things, not just on Sunday or Wednesday night or when I'm praying, all of the time. All of the time. And we can be. That's how Adam lived. You know Jesus' prayer in John 17 where it says, Father, I pray that they be one just like you and I are one, that we would all be one in unity. Do you know that's what Adam had before the fall? That's what was lost. When, it, when he died, that zoe, 
was gone. Zoe's not just God's life, but it includes all of that, the koinonia, the oneness, and so much more. That's what was lost. That's what is returned if we will, will, will pursue the Lord in koinonia and deep relationship with him and allow him, because all of our wounds, all of our hurts, all of our offenses, they're trapped in the soul, and God wants us to renew our mind by the word of God so we can be healed in our soul, and our soul will be clean. Our soul is our filter we receive from the spirit. It goes through our soul, and then it's spoken and acted on. And it becomes our filter. And if our filter is dirty and cluttered and hurt and bleeding and wounded, guess what? How we're, we're going to misinterpret what God's saying in the Spirit. It's so important, especially now. Do you know everything that most of you have been in, you know, Christian for a long time? Everything that we have been taught, it's like it's on steroids now. Do you know what I mean by that? It's, it's not that we can't, we can't let this little stuff go anymore. Faith is not just a, a cute sermon illustration. Grace, or, or it's, it's heightened everything. We've got to be walking in it, not just talking about it, not just listening to sermons about it, not being entertained by a message on it, but we have to walk it. it ha- we have to apply it to our life. Amen. Father, I pray, Lord God, for this country. Lord, as, the, as your second-born son nation, with the inheritance that you have lavishly poured out on this nation and the citizens of this nation, and because of that, you have blessed every other nation on the globe. Thank you for that. Thank you for the privilege to be born here, to be a citizen here. God, I thank you that there are people waking up all across the land. But God, I, I want to take it further. They're not just woke up. They are uh, awakened. But they get dressed, and they get ready for work, and they get out of the house and start going to work. Not just being awake to see what's happening. We need laborers, Father. You know it more than we do. Because there's a great harvest that's waiting to come in. Glory be to God. And because of this great nation that you've blessed us so, we've been able to send the gospel out all over the globe and send others, ministries and ministers and missionaries all over the globe. Lord, I pray for faith comes by hearing. And Father, for multiplication of getting the word translated in audio form to every tongue and every tribe. Within their vision 2033, Father, we just declare that it be done three years early on 2030. That, Father, every tongue, every tribe, every translation of the Bible will be done and complete. And your word will be on that satellite circling the planet, Father. Thank you, Lord. What an amazing time we live. I pray for boldness and courage in everyone here in this room. Whatever realm they're in, in the business realm, the family realm, whatever realm they walk, that they would have boldness and courage. They'd be filled with the Spirit everywhere they go. They would have uh, words for people in the grocery store, at the laundromat, wherever they're at, Father God, that the gifts of the Spirit would be full manifestation. They'd cast out demons, Lord. They would lay hands on the sick right there in the street, and they would recover. Glory be to God. Father, I thank you. I see somebody driving down the road just lifting out their hand as they drive down. Be healed. And there's wheel coming out of wheelchairs and begin to walk and talk again. And Father, around here in independence, they come into their right mind in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. 
Father, I pray everything we do and everything we say would bring glory to you, your name, not our name, but yours, Father. May your name be famous in the earth. May it be famous in independence, the state of Missouri, and this country once again. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Man, are you so glad you're alive at this hour? It's exciting times. Yes, it's exciting times. Now get outside, literally, get outside. <laughs> Amen. Bless you all.